Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I was home alone between school and work this day. I was 17 at the time. I got out of school at 12.10 and usually started work at my job around 2 p.m., 3 p.m., and didn't get home until 10.30-11. My mom was at work and my girlfriend at the time was in school still. I was doing my makeup and hair for work, eating some food, and watching some TV before I had to head out. All of the sudden, I heard loud knocking on what I thought at the time was the door. At this point, it was around 1 p.m., 
My mom occasionally came home for lunch around this time, so I figured it was her at the door since I parked crooked in front of the garage. I hear the knocking again and hurry out of my room, figuring she was pissed since she always tells me not to block the garage. I get to the peephole, she's not there. Confused, I go to grab my phone to call her and ask her if she needed me to move my car. To set the scene a little, my front door opens into the living room. Then it's a super open living room or kitchen area. So walking from the front door to my room, I can see our big window in the kitchen. I hear the loud knock again, this time I know it's coming from the window, but I didn't see anything we have curtains and blinds. A few months previous to this, we had seen some younger teenage boys messing around by our backyard. We have one of those half brick, have bar fence types of walls since the park is directly behind us. In all seriousness I figured it was them again, so I go to open the window to tell them to go before I call their parents. Once I open the blinds my heart drops. All I saw was the corner of a black t-shirt and the arm of a man. It was very obvious it wasn't the 12-14 year olds we saw earlier that week. It was a grown man. I grab my dogs, run into my room, and lock the door. I'm not sure why, but I didn't call the cops. I just called my mom later in the day on my way to work. Let's just say my mom was beyond freaked out and scared of what could have happened to me. The next day, she looked on our neighborhood app. The first post is an update on the string of robberies throughout the neighborhood. The guys come dressed in all black, get into your backyard, pound on windows waiting to see if someone is home, if not, they break in or pick the lock. Up until I opened the blinds I didn't look outside or answer any doors whatsoever. If I hadn't decided to check that time they most likely would have broken in. Collectively they pounded in the window five separate times about a minute five minutes apart, probably ten hits each time. Basically in this post on the app they stated that the men had finally been caught that morning. The same day they knocked on my windows, 30 minutes after leaving my house, they broke into a house in the neighborhood next to ours, which had a security system that silently alerted the authorities. Needless to say, my mom put up cameras all throughout the front and backyard. I still get freaked out thinking about what would have happened if I didn't open the blinds. This happened a couple of months ago when my boyfriend and I were moving apartments. Boyfriend and his BIL were loading all the big furniture into a truck while I stayed upstairs in the old apartment, cleaning and packing. They were almost done with the first load of furniture when they decided to go ahead and grab our cat tower as the last item to load up. Well, in the process of getting it downstairs, it started breaking into pieces the thing was custom made, huge and cumbersome almost as tall as I am, and certainly wider than a human. Boyfriend and B.I.L. came back upstairs and explained to me what happened, so I told them we can trash it. The plan was for them to throw the cat tower in the dumpster and head off to the new apartment to unload, so they took off downstairs and I went back to cleaning. I started on the china cabinet, which was right next to my window and front door. Not five minutes after the boys went downstairs to the truck, I heard the door open and assumed they came back up for something. My back was to the door so I didn't think to turn around until an unfamiliar voice said, Hey, is that your cat tower down there? I spun around and see a stranger poking his head into my apartment. He never knocked, just opened my front door. 
I forgot to lock it after the boys went downstairs and someone I have never seen before in my three years of living here just opened my front door to ask about a cat tower. Surprisingly, I didn't feel scared or weirded out at first. I was mostly confused and annoyed. So I asked him if he was talking about a giant carpet-covered cat tower that was broken downstairs near the parking lot. He goes, yeah, I saw your boys moving it. It's still downstairs in the walkway. My girlfriend and I are moving too, so we'll just move it out of the way. Unless you want me to throw it away. By this point I had walked over to the door, and he scooted his ass back towards the stairs. I didn't follow but told him, Oh sorry, I thought they were going to toss the tower before they left. If you want to toss it you can. So weird, sorry. I watched him from my threshold as he started walking downstairs, and was just saying how it was no big deal, no worries, have a good one, etc. As if we were neighbors that talked regularly. I shut the door and definitely locked it after that. The guy was never aggressive, annoyed, tried to come inside, nor motioned for me to come downstairs with him, so I chalked up his no-knocking to poor social skills. Boyf comes back from unloading, and I tell him what happened with the neighbor, he suddenly gets pissed off and tells me that he and Bill tossed the cat tower before they left. They tossed the entire thing in the dumpster and didn't leave anything in the walkway or parking lot. What? That's when I started to get major creepy vibes. Total Rando opened my door to lie to my face about the cat tower being gone after watching my boyfriend leave the apartment complex. Maybe he really was trying to get me to go downstairs, trying to case my apartment and see if I was home alone. I was so weirded out for the rest of my time at the old apartment which was only a day, but still. Boyfriend wanted to have a few choice words with the guy and asked me to point him out if we saw him around the complex. Never saw him again though. Anyways, this happened about three quarters years ago and is actually the scariest thing for me. So anyways, one morning a group of men busted in through our side door by the kitchen. I was home alone with my brother who somehow managed to sleep through this entire event useless man and my mom was gone to work and so there I was, an 18 year old high school student with anxiety alone in the house while a group of men break into the side door. Going through this side door allows you to enter the kitchen, if you turn left you're at the laundry room and if you turn right it leads to the stairs and up to the bedrooms or bathroom where little old me is. I being upstairs tiptoed to the top of the stairs and laid flat on the ground, tilting my head over and peeking through the crack of the stairs. I could see my dog going off at the group, but as he is fairly small, didn't pose much of a threat to them, but I commend him for guarding the entrance to the stairs which lead to me. So essentially the group of men were in in the kitchen or laundry area. I could hear them talking to each other, and so I quietly stood up the house was being renovated and bare wood floors creak like a bitch, and walked to my room while trying to contact my mom. From out my balcony window, I could see a white kidnapper van which freaked me out even more. Still no response from my mom. Five minutes pass, my dog is still guarding the stairs, and while I can hear the men moving around, I start to think that maybe they don't realize people are home and will leave if they hear someone. I run to the bathroom and turn the shower on high. Right after doing this, I promptly hear an oh shit, and the sound of them running out of the house and slamming the side door shut. I take this moment to run downstairs and grab my dog. At this point my mom still hasn't responded, but go figure, she's at work and can't have her phone out. 
I run upstairs, dog in one arm, phone in the other to get my brother up when they come back into the house, this time announcing themselves as a construction crew from the Hoa House Association for the community. You know the kind where you get fined if your hedges aren't trimmed to a 90 degree angle. They claim they are here to fix an exploded water pipe, and that a pipe had exploded flooding into the neighbor's house, and this pipe is under our floor, which is apparently why they are here. At this point my mom responds, and I text her this info. She says she's sending her boyfriend to come to the house as we speak in her stead until she can get there. I descend the stairs, dog in my arms and shaking like a leaf, but I can see that they are a construction crew. Which is, I guess, fine and all. But what isn't fine is that they busted into my house, didn't call my mom or anyone to let them know they were coming. They didn't ring a doorbell, they didn't knock, or even announce themselves when they came in the first time, and they freaking busted in through the side door by slamming into it multiple times until swung open. Anyways, what really pissed me off was what they said to me next. Your mom knows we're here, we had an appointment to come in today. B.S. I went off on the man talking to me. My dog growls after every word I say as if to back me up. Dude reaches his hand out to try and pet him but gets snapped at. We eventually agree to call my mom so he asks for her number further proof he hasn't been in contact with her. But because I'm still shaking and desperately trying to be strong and not appear scared at all I accidentally ramble off the numbers to my mom's old cell phone number. The kicker though is this. The call goes through to a lady who isn't my mom and who doesn't know me but who starts yelling at the guy anyways for coming into my house and scaring the shit out of me and my dog. Which is pretty funny, but at the time I couldn't really appreciate that. Anyways, eventually we get my mom on the phone, and this guy gets yelled at by an angry woman twice. My brother finally gets up and decides to stay at the house to watch the construction crew until mom gets back, while I and my dog go with my mom's boyfriend to get donuts. This was actually the first time I met her boyfriend, and I'm not one to be comfortable around strangers, but F that shit, I was getting into his car with my dog and leaving lol. I know this all worked out alright in the long run, and that in a way it's kind of a funny misunderstanding, but it scared the shit out of me, and to this day it's still hard for me to explain just how scary this was to other people. Whenever I tell someone the response is oh, so you didn't get broken into? Well then what's the problem? But I didn't know I wasn't witnessing dangerous men bust into my house, and that's what makes it scary. I even started shaking again while writing this. Anyways, that's my creepiest encounter to date. I was a 14-year-old male, 6 foot 2, and fairly strong for my age. My parents were out and wouldn't be back till very late at night, so I called two of my mates and asked them if they wanted to come round. They could and said they could get there at 6 and 7 p.m. respectively. I watched TV for a bit until my mate Let's Call Him James came round. He suggested that we waited for my other friend Let's Call Him Mark at the park down the road. I obliged and we left after I locked the door and put the keys in my pant pocket. We waited at the park for Mark till 7.30, but he never showed. We went back to my house, and when we arrived I looked for my keys, but I couldn't find them anywhere. I started worrying that I'd lost them till James opened the front door, and we realized it was unlocked. We just presumed I'd left the keys on the side where they were and accidentally left the door unlocked, although I was positive I'd locked the door. 
We played on the Xbox until about 10 p.m. when he had to go. He left, and then I looked for my phone, only to find it on the floor smashed to pieces. I figured James had knocked it over and not admitted it, as he did leave rather hastily, and I went upstairs to watch TV in bed. After about 10 minutes, I realized that I could bring up the landline in case I needed to call my parents. I went downstairs and looked for it, only to discover the broken pieces of it behind my couch. At this point I started to freak the F out and bolted out PF my house and ran to the neighbors, practically begging them to use their phone. I called the police, and when they arrived they searched my house and found a dwarf-sized man hiding in my bedroom wardrobe with a 10-inch knife. My parents were called, and they consoled me as I cried and cried with fear. This taught me a lot about safety which did me well in my future life, as I have had many encounters with creepy humans and near-death experiences. So creepy dwarf who found my keys on the side of the road, broke into my house, destroyed all the phones, hid in my bedroom closet planning to murder me, let's not meet. I grew up about 20 minutes outside of town. One night I was about 11 I got up to get a glass of water. The water came from the fridge, and I always kept a glass beside the fridge for me at night. In the kitchen there was a big window above the sink that overlooked the front yard, which included just fields, etc. It was very dark outside and could only see a little ways out from the light I had turned on in the kitchen while filling my glass. There was a trampoline out in the front yard of the house, was a decent ways away from the window. So anyways, that night while drinking my water I was standing back from the window but still looking outside. I then noticed some movement in the dark that didn't make sense. It took a minute for my brain to realize that it was someone bouncing on the trampoline. I really started to focus in on it, trying to make sense of what I was looking at. As I was doing this, the figure slowly stopped bouncing, and I could tell it must have noticed me, and I could feel all the hairs on my body stand up. An instant later, whatever it was moved really fast towards the window, almost like instantaneously, it was looking at me through the window. I only looked for a second because this all happened very fast, but from what I recall my brain registered it as a human face, but that something didn't feel right. I took my cup with me to my room and had a bad time trying to sleep. I never turned on the light while getting water at night again and never looked out the window while drinking the water either. So many weird things happened in that home. I wasn't in a house, but I was playing outside my townhouse alone. The parking lot was close to the tiny grass patch and sidewalk, with a big garage in the middle so cars had to come around to the other side it to be able to see where I was playing. I was using chalk to draw on the blacktop in my neighbor's parking spot she was gone and let me do this and one of my chalk sticks rolled into the part where people drive. I walked over to get my chalk and was bent over when I heard a man call my name and crouch to give me a hug. I knew I knew him but didn't know how. I ran over and gave him a hug just as a car comes flying around the blind corner of the garage. I look at the car because I would have been hit if I hadn't gone over to give this man a hug, who completely disappeared when I turned around to look at him again. Years later, me and my mom were going through old family photos when I see a picture of him. I pick it up and show my mom and ask who he is. She says he's my great-grandfather, her papily. It's not necessarily scary but it is strange and unexplainable. 
I never got the chance to meet him when he was alive, but I did get to see him that one time. I wasn't home alone, but the most unexplained thing that ever happened was when my grandma passed away. We had to do some Chinese traditions, so we would leave the lights on all night so that her soul can find her way home one last time and see us one last time. We also left a room open with the, the comforter halfway open, so that if she wanted to she can sleep, and then go to the other side the next morning. When I woke the next morning, everyone was asleep and I went to the room that we left clear to clean stuff up only to find that the comforter was neatly folded and that pillow was on top of it. I asked everyone after they have woken up, did you go to her room and fold the comforter? All of them said no, which leads me to think that it was her soul that did that. I don't know, maybe they were pulling a prank on me or maybe souls are real. If it is, I hope she rests well and it was good for her to see her family one last time. I saw my first full-bodied apparition. For context, we've always known my parents' house was haunted. Footsteps, lights going on off, conversations in empty rooms and things being moved about. But we always kept quiet about it so not scare the younger family members. One night when my parents are on holiday, I'm on my bed reading before bed, when the temperature dropped and I saw the figure of a young girl materialize in the corner of the room. I can still see her now, she was about 10-11 in old Victorian pinafore dress tied up at the back with shoulder-length blonde hair. The most shocking thing though was she lacked facial features. I watched as she walked round the bed closing my door. I listened as her footsteps disappeared down the stairs through the living room towards the back door and stopped never slept well the next few nights after that for obvious reasons. When my parents come home I tell them what happened and they just brush it off as Oh, it was just a dream, or it was my imagination. So I never told anyone as I thought everyone would think I'm crazy. A few months later, my mum was visiting my elder sister who had moved out who was telling my mum that her house was haunted by an old man. My mum, ever the skeptic, said she didn't believe in ghosts. That's when my sister dropped the bombshell that my mum's house was haunted. Not only that when she was home alone in the garden have a cigarette, she watched a young girl skipping in the garden. That's when my mom asked her to describe what she looked like. And my sister had the exact same description as what I had told my mom. Hand in my heart on everything I hold sacred after not being believed by my parents, I never told anyone about the ghost I had seen. But because of that my mom had to accept that her house is haunted. A few years ago, I was moving to a city in Northern California as I travel a lot for work and have to move from one city to another quite often. So I was going to live there for about a year and then probably have to move again. The house that I got to rent was a nice, smaller house in a pretty normal neighborhood. It was sort of old, and as I'm not picky, I liked it just fine. Over the first few weeks of living there, everything was good for the most part as I was gone a lot with work. But when I was home, it was a comfortable place to live. I also thought the neighborhood was nice, but as I said before, the house was old. And it had some older looking, kind of ugly wallpaper and designs in some areas of the house. I would have liked to take it down, but I was only renting it, so I thought maybe I would just let it be. The wallpaper was mainly in the living room, and then went down the hallway to where the bedrooms were. 
One day, I got a few pictures to hang on the wall, and they looked good, but I just really didn't like the way the wallpaper was looking with it. So I decided to remove it, but I had to get up on a ladder to reach it. When I did, I first looked at it closely, and right away, it seemed a little bit odd. It was a black and green design, black on the top and green on the bottom, but the texture was not like most wallpapers. I ran my hand across it, and the top part of it was extremely thin. Also, the texture felt different. Then I decided to grab the top part of it and see if I could peel it off. It took a little bit of effort, but I was able to get part of it off. When I did, I noticed there was like a three-inch tall space behind it. I kept taking it off, and the space was running right along the top of the wall. I was confused as to what this space was, and I'd never seen anything like it before. Also, then I noticed a sort of wire on the back side of it. The space also seemed to go back about six inches or so, and had several holes on the top leading between the ceiling and the second floor of the house. As I was taking more of the wallpaper off, I got about a foot of it off before I found something else too. There was a tiny little camera that was mounted behind the wallpaper at one spot and looked like it had been set up to film inside the room. When I kept removing the wallpaper, I found another camera. I kept going and found that there was another one on the other wall as well. It seemed like they were in tiny holes in the wallpaper with these cameras, basically impossible to see unless you were right up next to them. I was shocked at what I had found and also really creeped out. I wasn't sure at that point if someone who had lived there in the past had done this, or if my landlord had set them up. If he did, he was a real creep, but either way, I didn't feel comfortable at all with them being there, and the fact that the cameras were plugged in made it even more creepy to me. I didn't really know what to do, but for the time being, I decided to unplug all the cameras I found and put them in a box so they couldn't record anymore. I was sort of paranoid to move around the rest of the house, now because I was afraid that there were possible cameras everywhere. I decided that the next morning I would call my landlord and tell him about it. That night, I fell asleep easily, but it wasn't too much later that I woke up. The first thing I heard after being awake was the sound of my front door opening. I looked around inside, and it was dark outside still. A really bad feeling came over me. I knew I had locked my door at night so I wasn't sure what was going on. I listened and heard someone walking around downstairs. I waited in my room for a while to hear if they would go away or what they would do. I heard them for a little bit, and then I stopped hearing any kind of noises at all. I thought maybe they had left, so I slowly exited my room, and as quietly as I could, I walked down the hall and down the stairs. After I had gotten to the bottom of the stairs, I could now see that around the corner, my landlord was inside my house. His name was Dave, and his back was facing me, so I don't think he saw me at all. I quickly went to the back of the house and left through the back door in the kitchen. Once I had made it back to my car that I had parked on the street, I called the police on Dave. Then I drove to my co-worker's house, who I had become good friends with. I ended up having to go back to the house later to talk with the police, and when I did, they told me they had caught Dave. When they found him, he was inside my bedroom holding a kitchen knife. That really gave me the creeps, and I'm glad I was able to leave when I did. The cameras were all his, and he had set them up himself. I guess when they all turned off, he came back to my house that night with the key that he had to collect them. Till now, this is the creepiest experience that I ever have.
I was playing on my laptop with the TV in front of me. The TV turned on. I adjusted my positioning to see if I hit the remote by accident. It went off. The remotes were on the table, far out of my reach. I have another one, but I wasn't home alone. I was at church early. I knew some people were getting into the row of seats behind me. I felt a hand on my shoulder, figured an older person was just trying to keep their balance or something. That hand lingered a little too long though, so I turned around and saw no one. The feeling of the hand was still there for a few seconds after though. Later, when we all went to have lunch, I sat with my back towards the wall, no one coming behind me. I felt the hand on my shoulder again. Maybe a hallucination, I don't know. It hasn't happened since. When I was 14, I had a very rough time trying to fall asleep. I spent like three weeks like that. Every night I used to feel like someone or something was watching me. Sometimes when I was about to fall asleep I could hear a whisper, but I always woke up to nothing but my guinea pig sleeping. I started to leave the door open after the second week with a light on or my computer on. By the third week it was getting so unpleasant that I couldn't focus at school and I was at a military school so it was pretty hard on me. My computer was located just in front of the end of my bed with a nice office chair. The last day I woke up and saw an actual silhouette sitting on my chair. I started to feel so cold and started to sweat as well. I wanted to scream but I was in awe by the realistic silhouette. Then, when the moonlight actually let me see, I recognized that womanly shape. It was my grandma. I felt pretty safe seeing her. Either it was my imagination or because I was too tired. But after that day, she stopped appearing and I could fall asleep. I will never forget it. I am a pretty science facts guy, so I find it hard to believe it was actually her.